to another great edition of Board Check. Back in better than ever. Tonight's show is called Hot Mike. Why is it called Hot Mike? You're going to see. Welcome in. Obviously this will be a double episode. We did not uh, get a chance to uh, get last week's out. Decided to wait and do a double episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, lots and lots to get into, as always. And I'm just going to start going through it. It's, once again, there is a lot. Uh, things that have happened in the last couple weeks. All right. Well, we've determined that Toronto is a top four team in this league, but they only have um, slightly above average goaltending. I could see them making a move, and they should consider. I don't know who's available. I don't know. You know, obviously Vegas is not going to move off of Flurry. Uh, yeah, I'll get into him in a second. Uh, there, there's just they're just going to have to kind of ask around, look around, see who's available because maybe there's not a good choice available. Um, although I would say try Carolina. I'd be willing to bet they're going to move off one of those guys next year. So if you can potentially snag one this year, honestly, I prefer him to Delkovich because of his age. But uh, Mrazic, if he comes back healthy, that would make sense. Uh, Reimer. Reimer makes sense, too. Any of them really do. But that's what Toronto's got to look at. And if they're going to advance any further than maybe winning the Canadian division, I, I think goaltending is, is one of their weak points. Austin Matthews is back scoring. He scored his, in fact, he scored his league-leading, what, 23rd goal earlier tonight. I mean, just, he's just killing it. Just killing it, you know? But that's, like I said, that's that's what Toronto's looking at. Uh, we'll get into the standings in a minute. People have caught up to them. They Their big lead is not anymore, and in fact, they are probably the third or fourth best team in the league point-wise now. Um, 
you know, I mentioned Flurry. Let me let me let me get into that now. Then uh, think about Mark Andre Flurry. Earlier this year, a lot of different a lot of different experts and publications. I read them too said that Marc-Andre Fleury was possibly the second or third goalie and potentially going to be the one cut or moved off of the Vegas Golden Knights. And then a rash of injuries hit. He went from backup to starter and has not given up that spot and probably is one of the top three goalies in the league this year. This is a guy, What is uh, wasn't his father that passed away within the last year? Uh, like I said, he was he was pretty much on his way out of Vegas. And just a redemption story. Because it wasn't that he was all that bad. Now, they did trade for a goaltender last year because of his play, but he's still the best goaltender on that team. So you just don't give up. You hear that, kids? You just don't give up. You keep fighting. You, you just uh, you, you do everything you can. Show everybody who you really are. And that's what he's doing. And, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, the Islanders scored four goals in a period. The Rangers pretty much said, hold my beer, and scored seven. Seven goals in a period. And, yes, the other team had a goalie. Had a couple of them. Because a lot of people say, was there anybody in the net? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem to matter. Um... Some hat tricks. I'll go over some more a little bit later on. Some hat tricks. Derek Broussard for Arizona had one. Uh, Robbie Fabry from Detroit had one. See, no matter how good or bad Detroit is, they've got some young talent that are just putting up numbers, man. They they are exciting. And then, not to be outdone, Mika Zibinijad, who has like six points, and he had like six points in back-to-back games, like that combined. Uh, he, he's just exploded for the Rangers, just exploded. And this is what they need. I know the guys from Blue Search Breakaway are pretty happy about it. They should be. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, man, it's, uh, he, he emerged as, uh, the, the big dog up there. Uh, you, the three of the best goalie performances in the last couple weeks come from Andre Vasilevsky, Connor, uh, Hellebuck, and Dan Vladar. Who's Dan Vladar, you ask? Well, he was a prospect in the Boston system. They brought him up because uh, to give him a shot and everything like that. But I know Dan because he played for the Atlanta slash Gwinnett Gladiators a handful of seasons ago. Uh, super cool guy. He's really good, really, really down to earth, kind of quiet to himself. And all he's done for Boston is shine. It's something we said a couple years ago that uh, why, why, why is. Why is he still down here in Atlanta? We love that he was down here. He was doing such a good job. I guess he's a super guy. But Dan Vladar, man, you need to keep your eye on him. He he had a little hiccup the other night where he tried to play a puck through a right to the offensive uh, player who put it in the back of the net. But, hey, he's a goalie. He's going to do that. He doesn't do it all the time. Probably the one time he'll do it this year. But uh, good for Dan, good for Connor, good for Andre. They've, they've had some fantastic weeks. Minnesota defenseman Carson Sovsi. He gets a he got a one game 
timeout. Basically, he got put in timeout for a game for charging Arizona's Connor Garland. I like that the NHL's doing this. They, they're a league that, that doesn't necessarily put up with, with uh, a lot of riffraff like others that, you know, in baseball, you can just, you can just, uh, if you get suspended, you can, what is the word I'm looking for? You can appeal so that you can play whichever games you feel like you need to, and then you can set out when you want. No, hockey's like, you're out for a game. Don't even want to see you there. Now, the way how it's different. Um, a little bit of bad news as Isles captain Anders Lee is going to have ACL surgery. He is out for the uh, rest of this year for sure. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery, and we'll see how the Isles can rebound because the Florida Panthers are looking at similar where their defenseman and uh, one of the leaders of their team, Aaron Ekblad, is out for 12 weeks where he had a left leg surgery the other day on the fracture he received on Sunday, I believe. I think it was late. I think it was yesterday. Had a surgery today. Uh, what else was there? Oh, tons. Buffalo fired their head coach, Ralph Kruger, because they lost 12 in a row. Uh, they didn't necessarily name an interim, and at the at the moment, there I think they're we're going to see one of the guys who uh, have bounced around the league here and there. That's what they all most of the good coaches once they get fired one place, they get hired the next. They just they all retread them, and uh, you keep working until it works, and then when it doesn't, you sub him out for the next guy, and it's just the way it works. But uh, they fired Ralph Kruger, who will probably get a coaching job in the league in the next year or something anyway. But Buffalo had to do something. They, well, they have owners that are, are more into their other ventures, and they uh, they just they got to rally the troops here, and uh, that's that's one way to do it. We'll see if it happens. Uh, the Dallas Stars did something last week that you just don't see a whole lot. So they were down two goals. Worst lead in hockey. They were down two goals. So they pull the goalie late in the game, and they score a goal. So they pull him again. They score another goal. Yep, they pulled the goalie and actually got two goals out of it and got back in the game. And I believe that game went to overtime. I believe they pulled off the win. But most of the time you see people pull the goalie and they end up giving the shorthanded goal, or they end up giving up the uh, empty net goal. Not Dallas. So, good job on them. That's that's what that play is designed to do. Kirill Krapazov, Minnesota rookie, just keeps shining brighter and brighter. He is putting up major points. He is uh he is leading the team, and it's just the spark that Minnesota needs. You know, I, I thought they would be bottom of their division. They are hanging around right up there in the top four. There's a good chance they're going to be one of the playoff teams. So. Uh, you, you keep getting Kareel do some big things like this. Minnesota is looking on the up and up. The Kings are suddenly quite good. They uh, they ended the Vegas Golden Knights win streak at five. 
Uh, Vegas was trying to, to rally up and do some good things there, but the Kings put a quietus to that. And like I said, suddenly the aging, falling apart Kings have put it together and are looking not so bad. I still think they need to potentially move Jonathan Quick if they can move that contract. Um, Cal, the other goalie, has been doing fantastic. We'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. You know, there's there's a goalie. I don't think Toronto would, would go for uh, for Jonathan Quick, though I don't think. I think he's probably just on the other side of the line of somebody they would go after. But, hey, Kings are suddenly doing good again, and it's fun to watch. Uh, I mean, Kopitar is, is on a point streak. Cal Pedersen is the one I was talking about. The goalie that's so good. Jeff Carter and Dustin Brown have been leading the team. These are the guys, the aging veterans that people were hoping they would move. Uh, kind of good they hung on to him for a minute. And uh, they also signed Matt Roy to a three-year, $9.45 million extension. He is uh, one of their defensive standouts. And, you know, they're kind of doing what they do. They're kind of trying to patch it and keep going. The Capitals signed Trevor Van Riemsdyk to a two-year, $1.9 million extension. He's the big defensive standout there as well. He has been doing some fantastic things. And the Caps realize you got to lock these players up. If you let them go to free agency, you're probably going to lose them. Paul Stasny played in his 977th game. He ties his dad, Peter, but there's a little bit of a difference. A lot of people didn't know that Peter Stansy played in the, the NHL. He did. Here's the difference. Paul has 700, 744 total points as of uh, the other day. That's 259 goals, 485 assists. Not bad at all. But his dad, Peter, he has 1,239 career points, 450 goals, 789 assists. So Paul's got a little bit to go if he's going to catch dad, but he will at least play in, in a handful more games so he'd have that kind of bragging rights at the dinner table. Uh, congratulations to both of them. Uh, Paul on, on a good career so far, and, and Peter on a fantastic career. Uh, that he had. Jerome McGinley, one of my favorite players. One of my favorite players. I love that guy. He's going to coach one of his son's youth teams in Canada. I think he's wanting to be a part of the game. He doesn't want to be full back, you know, full out back in the NHL or or the big pro ranks. Uh, He's going to enjoy spending time with his kids and coaching their teams and all. But, I could see in a handful of years, we could see Jerome McGinley as one of those guys in the uh, in the NHL or, or AHL, ECHL, one of those. I, I could definitely see that. But, uh, you know, good for him spending time with his sons and, and getting to still stay around the game. Uh, the Avalanche made a trade. They get going. Uh, they get goalie Jonas uh, Johansson from Buffalo for a sixth round pick in this year's draft. 
Uh, once again, Buffalo was looking to move some players around after getting rid of their coach, and they're pretty much playing for probably two years from now in the rebuild. Uh, and Jonas Johansson goes to a place where he's going to get a chance to play and then potentially uh, maybe win a cup. Avalanche are one of those teams. St. Louis forward Oscar Sundvich is out for the season. He tore his ACL. New York Rangers defenseman Jack Johnson is out for the rest of the season. He has a uh, he had surgery to repair a core muscle. That is that's gotta hurt. That's gotta be terrible. Uh, we wish speedy recoveries on both of them uh, as well. Kraft Hockeyville Canada has their uh, top. They are down to the top two. Communities to uh, host a preseason game coming up. They have got it down to Lumsden, Saskatchewan, and Saint Adolphe, Manitoba. Oh no, it's top four, I guess, because they also have Bob Cagey in Ontario and Elzebitog First Nation. That's in New Brunswick. Uh, basically, if you win this contest, you host a preseason game, as I said, and you get a $250,000 arena upgrade, which is just going to make it state-of-the-art fantastic. I uh, wish all those cities good luck. Look forward to seeing uh, what Craft Hockeyville ends up doing. Those are always fantastic events. Uh, season 2 of the Men and Blazers on Ice. Returned last week, they had Ryan Reeves on with, uh, with uh, Roger Bennett, I believe. Uh, that, that's a fun episode. If you get a chance, go watch that. I believe it's all on Peacock. Other people that are going to be on this year, Sebastian Ajo, Tampa Bay's Pat uh, Maroon, Mark Sheffley from Winnipeg, Matthew Thuchuk from the Canucks, and uh, a couple more. They didn't name them all. They didn't want you to. They want to blow a good idea yet. Uh, here we go. You guys will know why it's called Hot Mike. By now, you probably know. But referee Tim Peel, who was apparently a handful of months away from retiring, was caught on a live microphone on the on the Nashville on a Nashville. Uh, game where he said he purposely called a penalty on Nashville. Like, uh, I went ahead and called one on Nashville to get it out of the way. Now, while a lot of people, and he was indefinitely suspended, he said uh, basically he was fired. And a lot of people were jumping up and down about it. And uh, uh, First of all, this kind of stuff happens in sports. Uh, not not hit, saying it out loud. A lot. Sometimes you give a, a get-back call or a make-right where you may have blew a call. You try to give one back. But somebody brought this up, and, and I want to – this is the other side of it. A lot of people are, are immediately up in arms. Oh, he probably had money on the game. Whoa, whoa, whoa let's, hold on. Don't skew negative yet. We don't know. Because, because they fired him, we may never know. Unless he decides to talk, there's no way to force him to tell his side now. You don't have to say anything. What if 
he was calling maybe Nashville were doing a lot of things, you know, maybe being a little chippy or maybe doing something, getting away with a few things here or there, and maybe you warned him a few times, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to make an example so that they know to stop doing that. Maybe that's why he did it. I know that's not the leading vote getter, but let's just, you know, until we find out, let's not just automatically think this guy's a criminal, you know? We don't know why he said what he said. He could have been joking. He could have meant it. Who knows? But if and when we ever find out, then we'll know. But this also, keep in mind, all athletes, all officials, uh, coaches, everybody, keep this in mind. When you are... When you are in a work environment like that, and this is true a lot of places in in just normal public, when you are in these places, especially a work environment like a playing field, there are hot microphones, a.k.a. ones that are always recording and on. Watch what you say. He could have said a lot worse things, but uh, I think the NHL overreacted. Because of the public outcry, I think you should have called him in and asked him about it. And depending on that point, what he says. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, Ryan Suter got his 600th point the other day. And the Wild are on a 10-game win streak at home. I'm telling you, man, Minnesota... Minnesota, they are they are doing some massively, massively huge things. There we go. As you hear me ruffling papers, go to page number two. Uh, Ovechkin watch, which is what I'm calling it. He scored number seven twenty four of his career last night. That. I uh, don't have it in front of me anymore, but uh, he is, man, he is he is just shooting up there. He's in like sixth, I believe, all by himself or seventh. And I think that somebody said he would have to score or average 45 a year for the next four years to get close. Well, the way this year is going, he's, he's going to probably be need about 150 by the end of this year to uh, get up there in, in Gretzky territory. Alex Oveskin, man, one of the best pure scorers in the game, whether he's on your team or not. And trust me, it sucks when he blows up your team or eliminates him from the playoffs. But he's just exciting to watch. And if you're not watching this guy, you're missing out. Uh, Phil Kessel. Gets the hat trick for Arizona versus the San Jose Sharks. Kessel kind of unceremoniously was uh, sent packing from Pittsburgh. They they had to clear. I mean, they they had to get rid of somebody. Couldn't keep everybody money-wise and all that. Uh, Kessel happened to be the odd man out at this point. Super, super good player still. uh, Doing some good things down in Arizona. Congratulations to him on the hat trick. Dummy. Dummy. My apologies because Dougie Hamilton, trying to say it way too fast, Dougie Hamilton of the Carolina Hurricanes 
currently is on a 14-game point streak. He's honestly one of the best, most exciting offensive players they have. Plays some good defense as well. But you got to watch these Canes because when they, lack of a better term, when they get surging forward, they are hard to beat. They might be one of the top three teams in this league, no matter what the standings are. Uh. Just another note on Mika Zubinajad, seven goals in the last five games. He got his 300, he played his 300th game as a New York Ranger the other day. Hopefully they are smart enough to keep him around. He is the one to build around, in my opinion. Covered that. Montreal traded and got veteran Eric Stahl as they're going to try to make a run. Buffalo is going to get a third and fifth round pick in this year's draft. I think that is good for all available parties as we see the uh, fire sale going on in Buffalo. Hopefully, if you're a player for Buffalo, you have been renting and did not purchase. Uh, Grimaldi not only had a hat trick, he added another one as well as he led the uh, Predators to... Uh, a Predators to a victory over Detroit. And let's see, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first hat trick from the Predators this season and only like the eighth in club history. Something like that. Just, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think there hadn't been that many, but hey, it's hard to score three goals, let alone four. Let's go to those standings. Uh, let's see. Discover Central. You got Tampa Bay with 50 points. They lead Carolina, who has 49. Florida Panthers have 48. We'll see what they do without Eggblad, of course. Nashville holding on to fourth at 37. Also with 37 is Chicago in fifth. They don't have the tiebreaker. That's why Nashville is up there. Uh. 34 for Columbus, 31 for Dallas, 28 for Detroit. Dallas is still four games behind most people. The Hurricanes are still a couple behind most people, so they they could potentially move up. In the Mass Mutual East, you got Washington with 50 points. Of course, they lead the New York Islanders, who got dealt uh, the blow of Andrews Lee being out. We'll see how they recover. They have 48 in second place. Third place is 46 with Pittsburgh. 39 for Boston in fourth. You get Philly with 36. The Rangers with 34. The Devils with 30. And Buffalo with 16. Now, a lot of these teams here are three or four games behind uh, everybody else. And Boston is actually about eight or nine behind the rest of the league and uh, trying to catch up some of these games that they've missed for protocols. Honda West. Vegas Golden Knights still holding on to a one-point lead as they have 47 points. Colorado has 46. We'll see what uh, Jonas Johansson does over there. Maybe helps keep them in it. The streaking Minnesota Wild with 43. 38 for the St. Louis Blues. You got Arizona. Suddenly really good with Phil Kessel and, and, uh, and crew. 37, 
32 for the LA Kings, who are not quite out of it yet. Uh, San Jose Sharks with 30, and the Anaheim Ducks with 28. Still kind of close. Still the bottom teams are not out of it yet. They could go on a run. Scotia North, I talked about Toronto's woes, where they lost a good handful of games. Uh, they still lead with 46 points. Told you they, they were about the third or fourth highest one. Now, uh, Winnipeg at 44, Edmonton at 43. Uh, Montreal at 37. That's why they made the move that they did. Calgary at 35, still in it. Vancouver at 35, still in it. Ottawa at 28. So we got, outside of Buffalo, uh, the three bottom teams in all three other divisions have 28 and are still in the race. That's incredible. So basically everybody's trying but Buffalo. Uh, your point leaders as of right now, Connor McDavid for Edmonton has 62. Leon Dreisaitl has 53. Patrick Kane of Chicago has 48. Your goal leaders, I told you uh, Austin Matthews scored his 23rd. Connor McDavid has 21. And a couple players have 19. Your assist leaders, Connor McDavid has 41. It is ridiculous the numbers he's putting up. Patrick Kane has 35 for Chicago and Leon Dreisaitl with 34. Um, let's go to the goalies. Your goals against leader is, I'm giving it to Philip Grubauer because Morazic and Campbell have better numbers, but they also haven't played most of this year. Philip Grubauer uh, goals against average of 1.73. Save percentage. Hold on, i got to pull it up. Save percentage, Andre Vasilevsky with a 930. A 930 for Philip Grubauer and Alex Nedeljkovic, who I said maybe you should try to make a move for. Toronto, 929. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky has 21 wins. Grubauer with 20. Mark andre Fleury with 17. Probably the three best goalies in the league right now, and not just because of wins. Shutouts. Grubauer with five. Mark andre Fleury with four. And a couple of players at three. Pretty much catches you up on everything hockey that, uh, that I could particularly think about. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Board Check. Hot mic. Got to watch out for those. I'm Jeremy, the Impact Work. We will see you guys next week. Go watch hockey, peeps. <laughs>